What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Takeover. I am your host, Donovan White, previewing the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, Penn State versus Utah on January 2nd at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Very excited about this one. Uh, before we get into it, make sure go click the subscribe button right now. Really don't want you to miss out on all of our content that we have. Make sure you hit subscribe, get up to date information and content for everything that we're promoting out there. And then, of course, we are partnered with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Make sure you use the promo code TAKEOVER for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. They've got an easy to use mobile app both on the App Store and Google Play and entries for two to five players and over under on their projections that can one of the 10 times on any entry can be made in 60 seconds or less. So that's prize fix promo code takeover. All right. So we look at the Rose bowl, Penn state versus Utah. Utah is a two and a half point favorite over Penn state uh, over under set at 52 and a half. It is of course located in the scenic Pasadena, California location for the Rose bowl, January 2nd. Uh, let's get into some key storylines. So for Utah, they land back in the Rose Bowl for the second straight year after having a thrilling game last season in the Rose Bowl with Ohio State. After winning the Pac-12 title last year, they get back to the Rose Bowl this year against Penn State after winning the Pac-12 title for a second year in a row. So two trips in a row to the Rose Bowl, two Pac-12 titles in a row. Penn State, on the other hand, was able to get in the Rose Bowl in large, Rose Bowl large part in due to uh, Michigan and Ohio State both making the playoffs, right? If Kind of late in the season when Tennessee lost again, it was kind of opening the door to uh, two teams from the Big Ten in the college ball playoffs. And then obviously with Utah beating USC to win the Pac-12 championship, that kicked the door wide open. And so it allowed Penn State to get into the Rose Bowl, which they deserve to this year. You know, they're a top 10 team and they've played well outside of, again, a, a bad loss to Michigan and then uh, not a bad loss to Ohio State, but still double-digit loss to Ohio State. Uh, now, granted, Ohio State would not have gone to the Rose Bowl. They kind of said before they knew they are going to the playoffs that they would elect not to play in the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl also kind of would have accepted that. They don't really like to have back-to-back -back teams. Uh, but in this case, Utah is a back-to-back -back team. So Penn State gets the matchup against Utah uh, after Michigan and Ohio State go to the playoffs. Uh, key opt-outs, not really a, a whole lot of injuries. We'll get into that a little bit for Penn State. Uh, mainly the opt-out situation, you see a lot of star power not playing in this game. For Penn State, cornerback Joey Porter Jr. is not playing in this game. He is my favorite corner in the entire entirety of college football. I think he's the best corner in the country. I think he's a lock to go first round, if not top 15, top 20. I'm hoping as a Washington Commanders fan, if there's no quarterbacks like C.J. Stroud, if Bryce Young doesn't slip, Anthony Richardson doesn't slip down. I'm hoping that they look at potentially Joey Porter Jr. because he's that much of a stud and will have that much of an impact not being in this game. On the offensive side, wide receiver Parker Washington also is opting out and heading to the NFL. I, I love Parker Washington. I think he's completing that long line of Penn State wide receivers that are going to go in the NFL. I think he is also uh, looking to be a first-round pick. Reminds me of not Jahan Dotson in his style play necessarily, but his trajectory for the draft where he's you know, kind of a late first round pick grade and then maybe picked up by a team in that mid mid to uh, mid to, you know, second range part of the first round. For Utah, a few players as well. Running back Tavion Thomas has opted out. Tight end Dalton Kinclade, who has been a monster this year at tight end, has opted out. And then cornerback Clark Phillips III, who also is one of my favorite corners in the draft, plays so scrappy, plays so fast and aggressive. I, I love his game. I think it'll translate well to the NFL. 
uh, just like Joey Porter Jr.'s, but he's not playing. So you get a few star players for both of these teams that are not going to play in this game. And all credit to them. They're trying to, to go do something great in the NFL. And at the end of the day, they're trying to build generational wealth for the families, right? They're trying to go be a high round pick, whatever that may be, go play the game that they've loved since they were kids, go make some money, uh, have a great rookie contract, you know, time period, get a second contract and build generational wealth for the family. So I never fault kids or players for not playing in these bowl games, especially when it's not a playoffs. I get people want them to play with their teams, but when you've got millions and millions on the line, you know, it's not something you can always risk or comfortable risking. Now, some players like Bryce Young, Will Anderson want to, want to do that, want to risk that. That's totally fine. Uh, credit to them. Good luck to the Penn State and Utah players that up to that. Let's get into some stats. When Penn State has the ball in offense, it really starts in their run game. Uh, and it's it, it's they've got the 34 total offense in the country. Sometimes their offense has struggled. Uh, it seems like you've kind of pulled them along. Other times they've shined. And they've shined really when the run game has gotten involved. Uh, Nick Singleton and Katron Allen, the freshman phenom duo, already one of the best running back duos in the country, already two of the best running backs in the country. Singleton has 941 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns. I believe he has one or two kickoff returns for touchdowns as well. And then Katron Allen has 830 yards and nine touchdowns. So those two, almost 20 touchdowns combined, almost 2,000 yards rushing combined between the two of them. They need them to get going and get uh, into that cycle of running hard, breaking through tackles, getting yards after contact early, because as decorated as Sean Clifford is, and he leads the 49th passing offense in the country, Penn State has struggled at times where Sean Clifford has to be the focal point of that offense. Now, in a, in a game against Ohio State or Michigan, you kind of have to, right? But in other times where it's – it's and this is throughout his career, not just this year, when he has been asked to be the guy that always makes the play for to win the game with his arm, with his legs, he can run and get first downs and touchdowns. Penn State's offense has struggled. Yes, he's got 2,500 yards on the season. Uh, he's 64% completion rate, 22 touchdowns, seven interceptions, so a good season for his final year at Penn State, but they need to get the, the running game involved. For the passing game, however, they've got a wide receiver in Mitchell Tinsley who transferred from Western Kentucky last year, who I'm super excited about. Thought he'd have more impact this season, but uh, just kind of worked out the way it is with, with Penn State's rushing game being as successful as it was. He's got 528 yards, four touchdowns. I think if – and I don't see why he would leave for the NFL draft. I haven't seen any news about him doing so. He's going to have a big year next year with Drew Allert, quarterback. And then two tight ends keeping out for Brenton Strange, who also declared for the NFL draft but will be playing in this game. Uh, and then Theo Johnson, both with almost 700 yards combined between the two and nine touchdowns total between the two. So those two guys with Parker Washington, I think, need to get more involved in this passing game when it opens up for Sean Clifford. They're 34th in sacks allowed, but two guys keeping keep your eye on the floor that have been on the injury report. Offensive tackles, uh, Olu Fashanu, who's second team all Big Ten, who is a beast, who's a monster. Go watch his tape. He's an athletic freak. And, and dare I say, reminds me a little bit of like a Orlando Brown, Trent Williams type in the NFL. He could be that good. Um, and then offense tackle, Caden Wallace, uh, both injured, both looking to see if they're going to play. If they don't play, that'd be huge losses, not just to the run game, but in the um, in the quarterback protection department realm as well and they've played sparingly so their backups have experience but this utah pass rush is a little different they're 15th in sacks in the country i have five guys listed here that have uh, multiple sacks van, van fillinger defensive end has five sacks defense tackle uh Simone, Simone peppa has four sacks defensive end gabriel has five and a half karen reed at linebacker has four sacks 
and linebacker Muhammad uh, Dibate has five sacks as well. So Penn State fans, you want both these tackles healthy because those five guys, and there's a couple others too that have three, four, five sacks. Those guys are coming, uh, and they are some monsters off the edge when it comes to rushing the passer. Utah's defense has been good all year. 19th in the country, total defense, 16th in rushing defense, 55th in passing yards allowed, and, and, and that number might dip a little more. I think Clark Phillips, a third being out, uh, almost kind of equals itself out with Parker Washington being out as well. So that almost kind of equals itself out. But Clark Phillips, third, is going to be a big loss for that defense. They do have safeties back there, Cole Bishop and R.J. Hubert, that have been good all year that I think will man the secondary just fine. When Utah has a ball on offense, we all know who it starts with. It starts with Cam Rising. Cam Rising has uh, led this team to some awesome heights and some awesome accomplishments. Played his heart out last year in the Rose Bowl, even before he got injured, and then has had a good year this year as well. He's got uh, 3,000 yards passing, 65% completion rate, 25 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And this Utah offense, when they're clicking, it's because Cam Rising is clicking through the air and through the ground. He's got 409 rushing yards, six touchdowns. Penn State fans, he is a dual threat quarterback. He is a threat with his running, with his running ability as well. Um, even when things aren't breaking down and getting out of the pocket, he's a threat then. But when it's just like, hey, I'm going to be a gamer and go make a play, that's when he's a huge threat as well. They, again, they won't have Tavy and Thomas a running back, but the good news is they have a stable of running backs behind him. Uh, Micah Bernard and Jaquin and Jackson both have 450 plus yards each and 12 touchdowns combined. And then again, Cam Rising as the running threat as well. I think Tavion Thomas, they'll miss, but I think they've got enough production running back, enough production with Cam Rising on the ground with his legs uh, to do just fine. Dalton Kinclade at tight end is the one they're going to miss, I think. He was a sta staple in their passing offense. They're going to need some production from Devon Vell, uh, who's got almost 600 yards receiving, five touchdowns, then Money Parks at wide receiver, who's got 402 yards and two touchdowns. They only give up – they're the sixth – they're six in sacks in the entire country, so they don't give up a lot of pressure uh, on their quarterback, Cam Rising, as well. And I think and, – and Penn State was 15th in sacks, and something that I think plays a factor into this. And Penn State fans, you can dislike Sean Clifford as much as you want, or Big Ten fans, you could think this is a joke. Whatever. Um, both of these quarterbacks are experienced. Sean Clifford more than Cam Rising, obviously. But I think the they both have good offensive lines, but both these guys know when to get rid of the ball. They know how the uh, field is working. Sean Clifford has seen a lot of different looks over his long career at Penn State. And then Cam Rising obviously is a talent to see a lot of those different looks and recognize those. So credit to both those quarterbacks as well and, and their offensive lines. Penn State's defense, who uh, I don't think gets enough credit, and partially because they play in a conference with the best defenses in the country. They play in a conference with Michigan, uh, who at Michigan's defense, with Iowa's defense, Minnesota's defense, Illinois' defense, a bunch of defenses in there that are – uh, superstar level defenses caliber. And this Penn state defense has allowed 17 points or more and only three times a season, once beginning of the year when they played Purdue and they won. And then twice when they played Ohio state and Michigan, and they lost. Obviously we know what happened with Michigan. They did not fare very well there. Michigan's a different animal. And, and so is Ohio state, but look at when they played playoff caliber teams and, and Utah is a really, really good team. Obviously they weren't playoff caliber this year. They dropped, multiple games when they played playoff caliber teams they struggled but they gave up 17 points uh only one time outside of those two teams that was purdue which they won now they're 15th the total defense jair brown is a safety back there who is uh, if he decides to go to the draft i think he's going to succeed very very well in the nfl i think he 
uh, is going to continue that line of Penn State DBs, just like Joey Porter Jr., but like Jaquan Brisker from last year. They're 14th in rushing defense. P.J. Mustafer, the big run stopper up there in the middle, has been a huge piece to that uh, rushing defense and their ability. And then they're 47, the passing yards allowed. Again, he plays some some good passing. He's played Aiden O'Connell in there. He played C.J. Stroud. Played Michigan, too. Gashed you on the run game, but that didn't play a factor into it as much. And then they're ninth in sacks. Ninth in the country in sacks. They get home to the quarterback just like Utah does. They've got freshman linebacker Abdul Carter, who's got six and a half sacks and 55 tackles. He is going to be a – he already is a problem, but he's going to be a huge problem as he develops and gets older. Book him down as a future first-round pick. Uh Maybe Micah Parsons level. I don't know. I don't know. But freshman linebacker Abdul Carter looked to make an impact. Defensive end uh, Adiza Isaac and then Robinson has four, uh, four sacks. He's a few other guys with a bunch of sacks too. But similar to Utah, they've got depth when it comes to rushing the passer and they've got the talent to rush the passer. So in the end, I think both of these teams are pretty balanced. This is a great matchup. Right. It's not off, it's not one sided where one team's great on offense and bad on defense or one team's great on defense and bad on you know offense, whatever it may be. I think they're both pretty balanced with talent all over the field on both sides of the ball, even with the opt-outs, right? With Joey Porter Jr., with Dalton Kincaid, with Tavion Thomas, with um, with others out, right? Parker Washington. I think they've got talent on both sides of the field. So looking at these two teams, Utah is trying to climb not necessarily the last rung in the ladder because the last rung in the ladder in their eyes might be going to the playoffs or winning a playoff game or winning a national championship. But winning the the last ladder of a of a rebuild right now and that's to win a rose bowl right so they're trying to do that penn state's looking at this like man we're trying to cap off an excellent year win a new year's six bowl game win uh, a road win the rose bowl game you know finish season ranked in the top eight in the final poll uh, and propel themselves in the next season because and we'll i'll talk about this in, in future videos penn state has a very, very good opportunity ahead of them in the Big Ten East. Yes, Michigan is still going to be there no matter what happens in the playoffs. But with Ohio State questions about who's going to be a quarterback with them, what happens in this playoff game if they get embarrassed by Georgia, Penn State's got a great opportunity next season with highly touted quarterback Drew Aller, with Nick Singleton, with Katron Allen, with Mitchell Tinsley, with Theo Johnson at tight end, with Abdul Carter, a linebacker, with other pieces coming back, with other highly recruited pieces coming in and highly recruited pieces developing. They've got a great chance to not just cap off a, a year this year, great year this year, but propel themselves into true contention next year, which maybe Penn State fans, it seems like people have said that before, I truly believe it. I really do. They've got a great shot to do that. So this this Penn State defense is, I think, uh, what's going to propel them through this game. Uh, they're no joke. They're not getting talked about enough. I think Allen and Singleton will get theirs. I think both the tackles will play, and I think their defense is going to shine. Uh, and, and Dalton Kincaid being out for Utah is, is a big loss. And Tavion Thomas is too, but like we talked about, they've got a stable back there. So give me Penn State plus two and a half and with the outright win. And I think the under 52 and a half will hit. I think it could be like a 27, 24 type game, maybe 27, 20 Penn State, 24, 20. Don't think it's be fireworks from the offense side like we saw last year with Ohio State, Utah, but I think it'll be a great game nonetheless. I just think Penn State's defense is going to shine more than Utah's defense against their offense. So give me Penn State plus two and a half. Under 52 and 52 and a half and Penn State with the outright win. Again, if you have not already, go hit the subscribe button. We don't want you to miss out on any of the new content we have for the Big Ten, but for the SEC, ACC, Big 12, 
all the NFL, all the reactions to NFL and college football games, all the previews for next year, and then college basketball, of course. We've got you covered with that, too. So make sure you go subscribe. But for the network, for the show, I am Donovan White, and I will see you all next time.